We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is game week, folks. G-Day is Saturday, and what better way than to wrap up the week for the DGD Podcast than previewing G-Day. A lot to cover in today's show, folks. We have eight on. Obviously, G-Day preview, right? Georgia lands Nitro Tuggle. Kobe, as you can see, has the headband from last night's baseball game. Not going to talk about that final score, but... Yes. Um, so everyone has headgear or headwear attire uh, ready to go. When the visor comes out, folks, it, it's time for war. Uh, it's about that time. Does this uh, make me look like a mushroom? It, it makes you look like Ryu from Street Fighter. <laughs> Anyways, today's show obviously is brought to y'all, uh, brought to you uh, by our friends over at Alumni Hall. Listen, while you're there Saturday, folks, Check out in store, go in store, go to down to Alumni Hall, get you some gear. You see this right here, you see this visor right there. All that came from Alumni Hall. Go give them a shout out, go in store, get you some stuff for G Day, mention the show, and get 10% off. Or if you can't go and you got to go online, check out dgpodcast.com forward slash alumni hall, and you can shop there online as well. Let's get straight into it, guys. Um, first things first, we got to give credit here. Uh, someone, it is a new era for UGA. And what I mean by that is there will be a new UGA. UGA 10 will is retiring, and UGA 11, a.k.a. Boom, will be taking his place Saturday, uh, right before G-Day, actually. I think at 3.50 is the... Uh, the collaring ceremony. Uh, but I want to talk about Uga X and the legacy that he had, right? Kobe, I know this means something to you because, well, he graced the sidelines with you. Uh, overall, like, what does the legacy of Uga X mean to y'all? I mean, he, he definitely is the greatest Georgia Bulldog in history at this point. I mean, you know, he, he honestly is – if you a little bit younger, maybe a little bit more healthy, I mean, he easily could eclipse or could have eclipsed a hundred wins this year. Um, you know, it, you throw in years like 2016 where he only had seven wins or eight wins, I think with the bowl game, you throw in um, the COVID year sprinkled on top of that too. That was only an eight win season because of the way the schedule worked out. I mean, he easily, if you would have been a little bit better in 16, and a little bit better um, or had a regular schedule in 2020, he'd easily been a 100-win dog, and that's just pretty impressive. Um, when you look at the time frame, you know, that he's only been the mascot since 2015 to yep. 2022, um, that's just a that's a very quick number to get to 100 wins. I want to – Caleb, obviously, welcome to the show again, sir, but I want to pull up a graphic here. Uh, a little bit of an accolade post, if you will, or accolade graphic for that matter. 
Uh, our friend over Logan Booker on Twitter uh, tweeted this out. And here's some accolades for Uga X. So Uga X's, uh, Uga 10's record against his rivals, he was 5-2 and two against Florida, 5-1 and one against Tech, 7-1 and one against Auburn, 6-1 and one against Tennessee, 6-1 and one against South Carolina, 1-0 and oh against Clemson. And he also won the Liberty Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, two times the Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, two SEC titles, and back-to-back natties. What a, what a what a list of accolades for Uga, man! Like, okay, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you uh, pontificate a little bit more here. What does that mean? Like, what hearing those accolades and kind of looking at the legacy of Uga uh, Ten? I mean, what are you what are your thoughts? Man, it's just outstanding how many championships he was a part of. I mean, three. We didn't win the one in 17, but he was a part of three national championship teams, three playoff teams. I mean, that's three out of, what, seven seasons? That's outstanding. So the legacy he brings, I'm going to miss seeing him on the sideline. He's the GOAT. I mean, it is what it is. And I think he, I think he'd love to see nothing more for him to go out a champion and see Boom a.k.a. Ugo 11, come in and win his in the first season. So I think it's go, it's, it's a bittersweet moment, like like my man DGD, 63-3 to 3 DGD said over here. He's happy yet so sad at the same time. So I, that's how I feel. It's a bittersweet moment. But, you know, we wish the best for Ugo 10. We know how these dogs are with their health. I would be, uh, you know, enjoy his retirement and uh, sees the dogs win a few more natties. But, yeah, the, the legacy left behind is the greatest of all time. So we shall see. I mean, like, obviously, with his age and things like that, you look at right his inability to go uh, travel to L.A. Uh, for the second title. You know, and obviously, I, I, we understand it, right? Like, they get older. Like, for anyone that wants to try to hate on Ugga, this dog it, is pampered and spoiled and, and as about as well taken care of as any of us combined, all three of us. You know, it, so the the owner is himself. He knows this stuff. He's not going to risk it, right? We Georgia knows this as well. So you know, obviously, it would have been awesome to see him come to LA for that. But like he's like you said, he gets of age, right? Retirement age. At least he got to be there, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, he he might not have participated. He still got a ring. That's all that matters. I mean, absolutely. I mean, at the same time, you look at um, you know, I mean, he did. You know, he did go to the uh, the first title, right? So his first natty, he did go to it. So He should, he should be a three-time national champion, and I'll die on that hill for as long as you want me to. I he agree went, with you. He I, I, I mean, you're one absolutely horrendous referee group. That admitted, being three the, infamous, that admitted the infamous situation, right? He admitted it, that it was not offsides, by the way, folks. But I mean, not just that. That's the that's the pinnacle. I mean, there were oh, multiple, of course there the worst multiple. one was the DeAndre Swift uh, face mask they missed on third and fifteen. Yeah, there there were there were a lot of really bad calls in that game. I could I could probably sleep a little better if it was just one offsides penalty, but it wasn't. I mean, it was. So Tanil asked. I think she meant four or five. Was it Ugga four or five who tried to bite the uh, the Auburn player back in? I think it was ninety six. I think that had to have been four. I think for some reason I'm thinking Ugga four. I think, but I mean, that's that's another iconic moment, right? Like it's just another pinnacle. Like when you think about it, right? Like everybody, like your most memorable moment for Ugga X has to probably be the Bebo situation, which I'll right. I'll still hold a forever uh, grudge against Bebo. Um, just going to leave that there. Uh, as Roots mentions to the uh, Auburn uh, attempted bite there, that's an epic pick. Yeah, that's an iconic image. I don't think that will ever go away. Um, uh, also, Craig comes to your uh, defense here, Kobe. Jake Fromm getting punched by Matt Wilson would have put Georgia field goal range with, the, uh, with obviously with Hot Rod, best kicker in the country that year too. We could do, we could do a whole show, and maybe we will one day, on what could have been in 2017. But the only thing I will say is you win it in 2017. I don't know if Jake Fromm leaves as a junior. I don't know if Justin Fields comes as a – you know, there's a lot of things that got us to the, to the way we are today. And Stetson Bennett being quarterback two years in a row, 
him back. I mean, because if you think about it, Justin Fields goes to Ohio State, opens up a scholarship spot, and Stetson Bennett takes that scholarship. Ironically, right? Just going to leave that there. But neither here nor there. Uh, let's see. Fair enough, Danielle. I uh, said Roman numerals aren't her strong suit. Fair enough. Um, but, no, so obviously, listen, obviously you, you usher in a new era for uh, uh, 11. Boom, if you will. Uh, fitting name, honestly. I think that's a good call there. Um, but that's just a part of G-Day, right? That's just right before there. I want to kind of take a moment and, and let's talk about, obviously we're talking G-Day, but there's an event that's happening prior to G-Day on campus, and it's the UGA tennis team. UGA tennis team taking on Ole Miss. It's free. And they're ranked, obviously, Georgia's ranked number four in the country, and it's a, it's a top 25 matchup. But the thing here, SEC uh, undefeated schedule, right, on the line against Ole Miss. So if you're in town, get there, support, right, support the tennis team, senior day, for them as well. Um, Craig Lawson asked, do they sell beer at the tennis facility? Kobe, that might be a question for you. Do you know? I don't know if they do it, McGill. Um, yeah, honestly. I, I don't think so. But just sneak it I, in, brother. I could be wrong. Yeah. Just be a man. Put a put a fireball in your sock and walk in and mix it with your, you know, souvenir Coke like everybody else does in Athens. Secrets. I, I got to give a shout out to the tennis team too, man. I actually was on the tennis team for a year in high school. Same. Yeah, we won't talk about why I wasn't on the baseball team. So I got the boot. But anyways, uh, I was crazy. Neither here nor there. Cool. Neither here nor there. But uh, shout out to John Isner too, man. One of the one uh, of the good tennis pros, UGA guy. I think they're gonna do it, man. Jordan's been a perennial perennial powerhouse in tennis for a little while. So shout out I to got, the team. I got fact checked in real time. Pat fact. It was Ugga five that tried to bite the war pigeon, not Ugga four. So fact check, folks. Live in real time. And I feel like I got to throw this in here. Yeah, put him on a milk carton. If you don't want to walk all the way to the tennis facility before G-Day, there will be an alumni flag football game that will take place in Sanford Stadium before kickoff of G-Day. And our, our missing on a milk carton, Juan Daniels, will be taking part in that flag football alumni game. Is he, is he, uh, now, I need Adonis in here, but Adonis would back me up. Is he able to run right now still? Can he do it? We'll find out. We'll hey, see. go to the go to the alumni game if you if you want to. Uh, listen, support the dogs one way or another, right? Um, Craig Lawson doesn't understand um, the importance of the goat, uh, Juan Daniels. We'll, we'll we'll under I understand though. Hey, listen, when you're ranked fourth in the country and it's senior day, go support the dogs tennis team. You have options, folks. G day is it's an absolutely loaded Saturday in Athens, from start to finish. But make sure you stop by Alumni Hall, by the way. Just going to leave that there. And also, while you're at it, start your morning off with some Apotheos coffee, by the way. Um, just going to leave that there because I did. right? I got a, I got Alumni Hall down here. I had my Apotheos coffee this morning. I'm, I'm juiced to the fucking gills, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up. All right? I'm pumped up. Kobe's sitting here laughing, I, I think, or he's smirking at something. But uh, now check him out, Apotheos. Juice to the effing uh, gills kind of threw me off. Okay, fair enough. I mean, no, but listen, I mean, all seriousness, Apatheos Coffee, official uh, coffee and co-brew partner of the Classic City Collective. Uh, you know, listen, excellent coffee. I'm not going to steer you wrong. I promise you that. Um, also, go check them out, dgdpodcast.com forward slash Apotheos. Let them know that we sent you. Use that link. That's how you do it. Or you can give them a follow on their social media at Apotheos Roastery on Instagram, at Apotheos Coffee. Uh, on Twitter, I promise you, you'll love the damn coffee. I love it. I drink it every day. That's why I'm wild as fuck. It's as simple as that. All right. A little bit unfiltered today. All right. As Mike Epps would say, faded, feeling faded and X-rated, baby. Let's go. We've been sneaking <laughs> whiskey shots in before the show. What do you think's in the DP? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, nah, in all seriousness, man, check out Apatio's Coffee as well. Uh, Apatio's Roastery. Good stuff. Rudes will, Rudes will vouch for me and J-O-double-G. You don't want to piss off Granny in the morning. Kobe, you know this. Granny, Granny was at my throat the other day. 
She was, man. Yeah. She was. Good lord. She needs to put on her reading glasses because she obviously couldn't say. <laughs> loosen up that girdle, there, Grandma. Oh my god. Tell her to loosen up that damn girdle of hers. Like, calm down, Grandma. Jesus. But anyways, anyways, enough about the enough about the Grandma talk, folks. It's time to talk G Day. First things first. There's so many questions around this program in regards to position battles, you know, keep, you know, all these things. Since you're the guest, K, uh, KTG, I'm going to do this. What is your main focus for G-Day for you? Well, I'm going to take away the obvious. We're not going to talk about quarterbacks because everybody wants to talk about the quarterbacks. I'll leave that to you two experts. My, my biggest look for the G-Day is in the positions is the DBs. We haven't heard anything from them. At all. You've heard no talk through the spring about the DBs, which could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I mean, I, I think the DBs room is the second strongest room on the team, obviously, behind the tight ends. They're always going to be the GOATs. But I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm excited to see how some of those young bucks step up in the absence of Keely Ringo and uh, <clears throat> Chris Smith. Because, I mean, Chris Smith was a big-time leader in that defense. I loved Chris Smith. He was just a dog. I'm ready to see Bullard step up, and I'm ready to see what how that next step Lasseter took. And just the DBs, man. I, I love defense. I love the smash-mouth part of the football game. So that's what I'm looking for most to is the DBs. Yeah. Kobe, I wanna, I'm want i going to save you for last, sir, because you've had your share of G-Days on the field. And yeah, no worries. I'm looking for a picture of me and the dog right the second. It's somewhere look, on this phone. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get that as soon as we can. Yeah. Listen. So, Caleb, you talked about the, uh, the the cornerback situation, right? Like, I think you take a look at that, right? There's that second cornerback spot outside of Kamari Lassiter, right? It, it's it, to, uh, So far through spring camp, we've heard good things. And what I mean by that is there's been no separation, but all of them have been really good. They're fighting for it. It's a war right now. That's what you want. Uh, G-Day could – not saying it will solidify anything, but what we see Saturday could obviously – dictate what we could see into the fall, into the summer and stuff like that, right? Uh, I mean, you've got – well, I mean, hell, just the second scrimmage, you had uh, Nyla Green taking the ones, but you've got Dalen Everett, Julian Humphreys made some plays, right, things like this. But I think, you know, to stay in that in that DB room, right, and I think this is going to encompass a lot more, I'm looking to see personnel where they play. Like, I want to see different personnel groupings on offense. I want to see – you see where guys play. Are they solid? Are they solid on their spots? Things like that. Because I think you could see Javon Bullard play safety. You could rotate him down to star. Things like that. And if you put him back at safety, right, with uh, Malachi Starks, that opens up a situation where you have a Tyke Smith or a Smoke Bowie, right? Depending on how things go, play in that star position. And then the second, you know, second cornerback, uh, you know, can rotate in and figure that out too. So you're gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, we're looking for battles in these spots, but at the same time, see what personnel groupings are because you know they're gonna do that, right? Like Kirby Smart is gonna have this by design. You're not, you're not gonna see what he's gonna do straight ahead. Kobe, you, you look like you found something. You know what I'm ready for? What are you ready for? I'm ready to watch some special teams on Saturday. That's, who, that's the position group nobody's talking about. Absolutely. Zir- Zirkle, I, I think. Replacing a kicker. Yeah. Weird. I mean, you got Zirkle and Woodring. Uh, could be interesting to see how that battle goes out. I mean, Zirkle hasn't had a bad offseason either, though, it sounds like. He's had a good spring. Yeah. And Woodring's not here like. yet. So, yeah. He's he going to be watching from the stands, if anything. Not uh, in that regard, though. I mean, but you have to keep in mind, though, like if Zirkle struggles for some reason, that could potentially open up some things, even though. I, well, you know, special teams are different beasts. You but better, also, you better pray, you better pray that we don't have freshman kicker. No, you're not, you're, not you're not wrong. 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 Roots says Malachi Starks is his spirit animal. He says the second coming of Thomas Davis. I agree with that. Same, my spirit animal too. Roots says hardest. Oh, you talk, oh, okay. I was about to say. He, okay, he said hardest hitting UGA player ever. Fight me. I think what he was talking about was Thomas Davis. I'm looking at Greg Blue or Lewis Seen. Lewis Seen that hit against Kyle Pitts was r- ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. I have a concussion still from Lewis Seen, so I'm having to lean towards Lewis for me personally. Damn. I actually have a picture with Greg Blue, but I think it's in my other room. We had, yeah. hell, we had Greg Blue on a while back. I need to get him back on the show, man. I'm just going to leave that there. And Greg I, I have to 
hardest hitting too. I'd have to go Bakari Rambo before he knocked himself Ooh, out that, that game. Yeah, I ain't got no. I, I ain't got nothing to say about Bakari. You know, me and him were rivals in high school, so we, we got a little beef going on there. But uh, but he but he did play for your team though. In regards to Georgia, I don't so. care that, that the, the the growing up. Listen, I, I was a pirate eighteen years. I mean, I've been a dog longer. But I actually, you know. Eh, no, nah, I love Bakari, man. We we boys now, but we did not like each other in high school for real. Was, you know, it's it's interesting that like you look at all these guys over the years, right? Like, yeah, like I still think Greg Blue's iconic hitting and against. Uh, I mean, that's hell. That's a debate. That could you could argue the whole show for that if you ain't careful. I mean, uh, Davis made a fullback bounce off the turf. Rude synced it. I mean. Listen, you could literally create a show and just have these debates. It's going to be that simple. Um, but other than that, though. On a serious note, I am excited about, um, you know, if you are going to G-Day, you just need to realize that they will do the ring ceremony probably before the game, maybe at halftime. Yeah. Um, it will be the last chance you have to see a couple of the seniors or the upperclassmen that, um, you know, like Jalen Carter, who's declared for the draft, and they'll get their rings first, and then the rest of the team will get them on Monday. So, big good chance to support, you know, Stetson. If he, I'm, I'm sure he's coming back. Um, obviously, it's up to everyone's discretion if they come back to receive the ring or not. But I have to, I have to interject here. I see a comment. JWG is talking to Rude saying, "Nope, synced isn't a word anywhere in the USA. Stop it." Uh, this is the obligatory Juan Daniels inserted Utah is trash comment. Uh, it might not it might not be in Utah, but around the con, you know around the South, it actually you you see people use it. But I just got to interject that in there for Juan's sake. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, also, I guess so. We've talked about DBs. We talked about special teams. I want to get y'all thoughts on the left tackle situation. Uh, you got Blasky. You got Ernest Green. That could be very interesting. Uh, I, I think it's a good competition that you're seeing. I, I don't think people genuinely understand just how much of an animal Blasky really is. So I, I just think that kid has like a killer mentality because you don't really see it on the field. Cause like, you know, you look at the situation where he hasn't really been playing much like that, but I, I just think you can't tell me, his wrestling background and his story in wrestling in high school doesn't translate to the field. Kids got a, like I said, I think he's got a killer mentality. You could ar arguably see him beat the starting left tackle. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on that battle? I'm ready to see it, man. Cause that's probably, you know, we talk about quarterback a lot. Left tackle might be the most, I mean, I mean the most important part on the field. That's the blind side of the quarterback. So, I mean, I think that's one we need to keep a big eye on. I'm ready to see it. I don't know who's going to win. I've heard, like you said, I've heard it was a battle. I mean, Green and Blasky are both savages. I'm um, ready to see how that plays out. Hopefully, the, I just hope the best man wins. I don't really care which one it is. I just yeah. want the one that has the better block and the better mean streak in them to win and protect whoever is the quarterback. And uh, let's go 15 and 0 again, boys. Yeah, no doubt. I think I think I think the biggest thing to me about the left tackle um, battle, I guess has been the fact that it it's a left tackle battle. I if when we talked, you know, six weeks ago, talking about the spring and what I expected, I did not think we would be sitting here talking about who's gonna be the left tackle. I thought we'd all be talking about who's gonna be the right tackle. And so I think yeah. that's probably my biggest surprise is that at this point they are saying Amarius Mims is our right tackle. And yeah. the left tackle spot is up for grabs. I really thought that they would try to move Mims to left. You know, this could just be for kind of G-Day and a battle-type situation. You know, it, you could see throughout the summer, throughout fall camp, the more reps Mims gets, he may end up molding over to that left tackle position because with his size, his frame, you know, eventually he's going to want to get paid like a left tackle. So it helps to be played in left tackle. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing as well. I, I figured they – I don't know. It, I mean, not saying that right tackle isn't important, but, I mean, there is a different level of pay and things like that. Like level. Broderick Jones versus Warren McClendon. Both of them gave up less than five sacks in their career. And yeah. one of them we're talking about is going to be a top 13 pick. And the other one they're saying somebody might pick up in the third round. 
there's just levels to it at some point. It, 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 honestly, you have to look at it this way. The, a, a solid right tackle is key, but the only way you're going to pick a, a right tackle that high is if you have a left-handed quarterback in your system. Or unless you just or, absolutely or they're just a, need or they're just a absolute freaking unless need. Yeah. Unless you're the New York Giants and you drafted Andrew Thomas yeah. three years ago and he's a bona fide top three left tackle and you yeah. go, man, our right tackle sucks. And then you take old buddy from Alabama and now you have two tackles for the next 10 years that are yeah. going to be at least top 15 in the league. I think you, I, you know, like, it won't surprise me if if Kirby and Stacey Searles kind of rotate the line. See, right? We talk we talk about this left tackle battle. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mims go against left tackle, get some left tackle reps just to see. I think it could go either way, right? But I'm with you though, Kobe. Like, you know, I, I feel like he has the athleticism, but it is different going from the right side to the left. Uh, not everybody can do that. Well, it's a skill that is learned, and it definitely I – mean, it's like anything. It's harder for some people to learn it. It's more natural for some people. You know, it, it may just be one of those things that they think that right now that Green and Blask are both just a little more proficient from the left side. And, all, and it's yeah. nitpicky stuff at some point. Or Mims may just be happy being at right. I mean, you know, not everybody's meant to be a left tackle. That's just the truth. Yeah, no, you're not – I mean, you're not wrong. Um, Caleb, what, what I think I want to ask you this too. Do you what are your what are your odds possibility like percentage wise it, that you see like just all over the place? Guys just all over the place along the offensive line. I mean, I feel like that's got to be a high percentage, right? Yeah, I think it is. I think you're gonna see people get mixed matched. I mean, it's it's G Day. We're gonna see a lot of faces. We're gonna have to bring take out our whole roster to see faces so, and numbers and match it all. So yeah, I think it's a high percentage. I'm I mean I'm excited to see it though, man. I'm just ready for Saturday. If it don't get here, I'm gonna punch my camera off my TV. Yeah, let's hope for good weather too, because last week was rough. Uh, it, we better hope for it because it's cloudy right now and it's getting I know down in South Georgia of uh, Thursday and Friday is going to be bad weather, so let's. That's. I think true. I think we're getting it Friday, Saturday up here in North Carolina. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, apparently, this listen. This is the perks of a live show, uh, being in the chat real time. There's there is Russian uh, Russian spy talk, uh, but apparently, apparently J- yeah. But the problem is apparently J O double G said KGB and not KTG, so. Uh. Yeah, just need party need a new style, man. Also, Vision Works free ad, uh, not your, even ad. From your local Athens weatherman, we're at a smooth seventy-four percent chance of rain on Friday. Then we drop down to a nine percent chance on Saturday, and then we jump back up to a seventy-four percent chance on Sunday. God's work, doing the Lord's work. Kirby, Kirby's got dogs, the, fan, man. Kirby's got the weather machine pumping. Here in Athens. I mean, I'm just saying, as Roots would say, it's doing the Lord's work. Um, simple as that, to hear that. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you, playing here for four years, the man has something going with the Weather Channel. Mark Rick did the same shit, him, though, didn't he? He can hit a button, and it can be flooding and come about 3.30. Just kind of eases off. Time for practice, fellas. Yes, Mark Rick did that same thing. I think I – I forget who it was. And, uh, yeah. There was a there was some talk about that. He had like looked up and the sky went like it just stopped raining or something like that. <laughs> it can be ridiculous, um, but yeah, no, I think you know the weather would be nice. I think it'll be nice for right for the the environment. Obviously, we're never gonna we're, we're obviously this year with the south side being renovated. Uh, you know, we're never we're not gonna be the full uh, capacity by any means. I want to say I saw something about four. Uh, 54,000, I think it was. Um, so you have that situation right there. Um, I see uh, Never Say Die's comment. I want to get back to that comment in just a little bit because we need to talk about the quarterback situation before we move on. Kobe, I'm going to let you start here first. What are you looking for in the quarterback situation Saturday? Consistency and leadership. And, and and the ability 
to not be afraid to make mistakes. I think I think that's still the thing people aren't understanding is Kirby wants these guys to learn. I mean, he doesn't expect it to be perfect. Stetson wasn't perfect. Jake Fromm wasn't perfect. Nobody was perfect. But you can't not throw balls at this point in the year just because you're scared. You have to try to make the throws. You have to try to make the correct reads. You have to try to do all those things. Because the more you do that, the more everyone else on the team starts to follow your lead. So I think the big thing is health. I mean, obviously, they're going to be in non-contact jerseys. Um, is a big thing always. I like everybody to come out of spring healthy because it's a long season and you always seem to lose somebody along the way. Um, I think the big thing will be how Brock throws accurate balls. seems like he's been throwing the ball extremely well downfield and can back limit mistakes such as interceptions, pick sixes, stuff like that, give his team a chance. Because you're going to see, especially with two of the running backs kind of banged up, you're going to see kind of a throw fest. You saw it last year. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just kind of how G-Day is. It's a lot of passes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it should be that way, right? Like, I, I know we preach physicality, Kirby, uh, Kirby does. But at the end of the day, right, in these situations when you're going against each other, you want to have some kind of control there. When, when you're – Right. When you're running the ball and things like that, that's a lot of contact. There's more risk for injury. That's something you want to try to limit. Now, you can't – you're not going to stop running all completely. It's not going to be a 707 type shit, right? It just won't be that. But ultimately, it, it helps, you know, get a lot of reps for the receivers, right? Also, the running backs in the backfield, we get some, get some reps there potentially as well. I think it could benefit a lot of people from a – you know, receiving standpoint, uh, pass protection, things like that as well. I don't, I don't, I feel confident in our run game, uh, offensively, right, from an offensive line blocking perspective. But offensive line and pass pro, I want to see Blasky how he handles the pass rush, right? I want to see, obviously, we feel Mims can do that. Uh, you know, what does, what are these, what do these tackles look like? Um, you know, just, take, you know, what's the, what's the, you know, is it a solid unit, like cohesion, right? Things like that. Well, it'll um, be nice. It'll be nice this year because, if you remember last year, we only had nine healthy or eight yeah. healthy scholarship linemen yep. for D-Day. I mean, so we were we were rotating walk-ons, we were rotating all kind of guys. Yep. Um, you know, this is going to be your your healthiest, most normal G-Day in a while. So, um, yep. you know, it'll it'll push the envelope a little bit of what we try to do on the ground. I mean, the guys Branson and um, and the freshman, I don't remember his name all of a sudden, Rod, maybe. Yeah, Roderick. You talk about Roderick yeah, Robinson. Roderick. I mean, yeah. they're going to give those guys a solid amount of reps because they want to see what they can do. You know, I mean, they're still – Branson has shown us a lot, but you still need to know, like, okay, who who can we lean on if there are injuries in the fall? Yeah, I mean, the, the chat, like, listen, the brigade is going off right now. Um, apparently – KTG, not KTB, KTG. Uh, Pat is changing his name, screen name, to DGD Pat until the season starts. And then it's back to 63. But hey, you better tell your chat to get off me now. Tell them to step into a real chat and I'll blast these fools. I think the key, though, you have to understand, I think they're cracking on J-O-double-G right now. And I'll see I don't know who they are. They, they on my head. I know that. That's on no, my Wi-Fi. See, my Wi-Fi is elite, baby. No. Read, read it, though. It says KGB Wi-Fi, not KTG Wi-Fi. There's a difference. They They've been calling me KGB the whole time. It's funny. No, that's, that's because that's because Granny couldn't put her glasses on in time, and she just started popping off at the mouth. That's what happened. Hey, I anyways. ain't with no Granny, man. They ain't finna get a switch after me. No, she's going to get the gat. She's going to get oh, the gat on the But, no, in all seriousness, though, like the quarterback situation is going to be the key, right? I think for me, I look at the – I'm looking for who who limits the mistakes, right? Being aggressive while limiting mistakes, right? You have, I mean, Kirby mentioned this earlier, with the with the talent around you, right? Just limit mistakes, right? I, I think that's going to be key because I th I think he actually for once gave us something to look for in regards to the competition uh, for that quarterback spot. But at the same time, you know, it, it's the it's the right time you know, to, to make these kind of mistakes, understand, because you'll, you'll, Kobe, I'm sure you'll do this. You'll go back through, you'll watch the, you'll watch the scrimmage. 
and you'll basically get coached up on what you did right, what you did wrong. It's just another practice, but obviously just televised this, this time. Yeah, but it's going to be quick. That's the funny thing. That's probably the funniest thing about um, the spring game is, like, they'll probably do, like, a 30-minute, like, speed sesh of film. And then they'll go, all right, fellas, we'll, good luck on finals. We'll see you in June. I mean, it, it is – you work so hard, and it feels like sometimes, like, not for nothing, but, I mean, it – for less than everything, maybe. It definitely gets glassed over. Like, there are a few right. things, like, obviously, if you have three or four picks, like, you're going to get – it's going to come down on you pretty hard. But if it's a smooth, solid day, they're going to they're gonna show you a couple a couple good, bad, and uglies. Here's some guys doing it good. Here's some guys doing it bad. Here's some guys doing it ugly. KTG, G-O-W-G has formally apologized she hopes that you accept her apologies on the air of his name. She is embarrassed. Always accepted. She, hey, it's no big deal over the here. I know she's she's been in my chat before, so she's she's a she's a good lady. I accept. <laughs> my man said blocker like a Marius <laughs> Mims. Oh Jesus Christ, help me! Just, just blocker. All right, enough of the G day. So if you're not familiar, uh, yesterday, so Tuesday, Georgia lands a commitment from a three-star, and this is air quotes from hell here, three-star receiver um, out of Indiana in Nitro Tuggle. That's simple. Just going to leave it Nitro. But Nitro commits to Georgia. The key right off the bat, 6'3", 200, and if you watch his highlight tape, it's insane. I, I watched – like the first play he makes, he jukes a guy out of his shoes on one foot. Like and then if you go through the if you go through the highlight tape, you you see him his ability for 50-50 balls. You see he's got the speed. Taking one of the things that caught me off guard. We talked about special teams earlier, Kobe. This might intrigue you here. Took the ball, ripped the ball from his teammates' hands, and scored the damn kick return touchdown. Like that 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 right there, the willingness to score that mentality is another reason why I want him on my squad. I really do. But at the same time, I think you have to look at Nitro as being – like Nitro Tuggle as being a name Hall of Fame, if you will. Like that that's that's a – like if you were – if you're called – if you're nicknamed Nitro, you better live up to it. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, but, no, like I said, he's a three-star. He's actually transferring to IMG for senior season, so we'll see how that goes out. But, um, you know, ultimately I do think that – the three-star rate, this is where rankings don't matter because if Georgia greenlights you this early as a three-star, you did something to wow them. Do do all of the um, sites have him as a three-star or is he composite three-star or what? I think it was a composite three-star, but ESPN, I think he actually tweeted out this morning that he's a four-star on ESPN. Ironically, the worst of the bunch, he's a four-star. So we'll see the, we'll see the rankings uh, catch up with Georgia at that point. It's not a Georgia bump. It's the services catching up to Georgia, in my opinion. But I mean, what are your what are your uh, overall thoughts on that? Uh, on the the commitment? I mean, because he adds to the number one class in twenty four anyway, right? You got Nikar as well, Sakovi White so far. Um, you know, now Sakovi's listed as an athlete. Uh, you know, but I, I do think you needed that size. So having the size and Let's see how can I explain it. Having the size with the speed, right? That combination, and his his catching ability, right? His spatial awareness to, uh, like one of the one of the touchdowns he had twenty eight touchdowns by the way, in his junior season. Touchdown three catches. Yeah, like, just stupid shit. Like, um, I mean, hell, it's not even just like go routes either. I think that's another thing that's caught me off guard. It's it's catching screens and taking them to the house. Uh, actually legitimate route running, 50-50 balls. Like, it's a multitude of ways that he scores touchdowns. Obviously, you've got, you know, special teams touchdowns. But at the same time, though, it's like that's not three-star material to me. That's that's four-star, you know, that's – you know, it'll catch up quick. But um, – I think I'm, the I think the big thing, like you're saying, there will be a big couple couple of big things. One will be to see the recruiting bump he'll receive being a, a committed player. There always comes a recruiting bump um, at that point. Then at IMG, he's going to have an opportunity to show 
how he stacks up against some other top two talent at IMG itself. And then also as IMG plays other top two talent throughout the country. So, you know, he's going to have an ability to have, you know, maybe 45 catches this year, maybe, you know, 15, 18 touchdowns. I doubt he quite gets as high touchdowns playing at IMG. It just doesn't always – I mean, it just depends who they It doesn't running. always correlate, basically. I mean, well, there's so I mean, much it's, talent It's there. more like being a college-scouted team where yeah. you can't throw every single ball to the same guy. It's not fair to the other people that are there. But, um, I mean, I could easily see this guy end up being a four-star, top 20 receiver in his class. Um, and then at some point, as far as rankings go, A.D. Mitchell was a three-star. Lad McConkie was a three- to two-star. I mean, you know, the, it's, it's the kind of guy right now that Kirby is recruiting that he likes, and he doesn't really care what other people think. And and that's definitely where our program is evolving. It just is nice that some of them are really highly, highly ranked, but then some of them also play to the standard and the way that Kirby wants his players to play. And I would say that he's a prime example um, of maybe being a little undervalued on a lot of people's radar, but he must check every box we're looking for. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, KTG, what you uh, what say you about this commitment? I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do at IMG Academy because it's like I was telling uh, one of my boys are in here, Tyler Storty. I told him this yesterday or the day before yesterday. It's a whole different part. When you pet when you when you cross that Mason Dixon line, the football, it's a whole different breed. Indiana, that that's the thing that does worry me about Nitro. I'm, I'm not jumping on the train quite yet because I got to see what he's going to do down here. Indiana is not a not a football state. I mean, he does have talent. I like what I saw on film, but I want to see him and the physicality that he can bring down here because he's going to get bumped around. He ain't going to just be running freely like he was in Indiana. So that's that's the main thing I'm looking for. But if he does show out, he'll definitely jump in the rankings and may even touch right at the five-star line because, you know, they love them IMG boys. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I look at it this way too, right? You look at you look at his – you look at the measurables, right? The 6'3 body frame on a 200-pound weight, right? Like that's SEC caliber measurables there at a receiver from a receiving standpoint. Does yeah, but at the same time, he also fits a situation that I feel like is becoming a trend in the receiving room recruiting, and that's speed. I mean, yeah. if you look back at this past class, you've got, I mean, you hell, you've got uh, Anthony Evans and Yazid Haynes, right? You got it just stupid speed. You got C.J. Smith, you got Arian Smith. Now you now you're at another four four guy. You just you see the same thing. It's speed, speed, speed. With that body size, though, that, you know, and like you said, though, I think him playing at IMG, we're about to see that development, right, and, and kind of see what he looks like compared to Indiana because it is it is different. I'm not going to knock him for playing because he – I mean, if you play to that level of competition, right, if you're playing that level, you need to be the best player on the field at all times. And I felt like when he was on the field, you kind of saw that. So he's doing his due diligence in that regard. But now you're up against – IMG competition and national teams, things of that nature. Now let's see what's going on. And also at the same time, it's not a matter of going against the competition. It's a matter of getting better too within yourself, within practices and stuff like that. So it's only going to get him better. You know what I mean? Which if George is looking at it this way, the 24 cycle could be ridiculous. It, It could be ridiculous from a receiving situation, like from a standpoint there, it could be nuts. Could be nice. Um, one of the comments of the day almost, I feel like DG Pass saying, y'all smash that like button. Yeah, if you haven't hit that like button, make sure to do that. Subscribe to us as well. Uh, it's free. Right, it's free. Um, any final thoughts on the uh, on Nitro's commitment, guys? No, no comments there? Any? I mean, I'm happy to have him. Glad he's here. You know, it, to me, it's still – I mean, you, a lot of a lot of work to still be done, and he understands that, and I think a lot of fans understand that. I mean, he's got yeah. to prove a lot down here at IMG. Not a lot. I'm not going to say he has to have, like, a phenomenal season at IMG. It matters what he does here. But it's all about having the right mindset, being ready to go to work, getting here, you know, putting in good work at IMG, good grades, being able to balance playing football and going to school. I mean, those are the things people don't realize even when you get here. 
you got to balance being able to go to school to stay eligible. You got to learn the playbook. You got to learn your routes. And you got to go out there on the practice field and you got to compete against top tier talent. You have to perform and you have to be, you know, a guy that we can, you know, depend on in, in big moments before you're ever going to get to step out on the field. Yep. I think my final comment for this recruitment is this. I think Nitro fits this mold of what George is doing evaluation-wise. Ever since COVID, you, you've seen an evaluation tactic that's kind of evolved in how they go about it. They want to see you, you know, there. They want to see you in person at a camp at Georgia, stuff like that. So they're going off of that information more so than anything else. And I think, again, I think it's a situation for him for him to get green-lighted like that. There must have been something that was done at a camp to, to warrant that. So you have to try. I mean, hell, Kirby and, and that coaching staff has been doing a phenomenal job, elite status recruiting. See, at this point, I feel like it, it's doing a disservice if we go against their uh, best, right, their, their evaluation, I guess you could say. Uh, I'm going to leave that there. Now, we talked about G-Day. We talked about Nitro, a new era of UGA. There was a social media giveaway, folks, and we are about to announce the winner. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, if you were sponge, or if you were Patrick Starr and living under a rock, uh, went on social media, Twitter and Instagram, for a chance to win four tickets to G-Day, four free tickets on, on behalf of the DGD podcast. <laughs> I'll give you some details about the tickets. Section 101, folks, row 52. So good quality seats. Good quality seats for G-Day this upcoming Saturday. <sighs> KTG, you are the guest. Pick a number between 1 and 10. Give me 7. 7. I have the list of entries uh, in a randomizer. So I'm going to click the randomizer 7 times. And when I click 7 time, I will announce the winner. So here we go. 1, 2, 3. Four, count with me, five, six, final time. The winner of the tickets for G-Day, Elite Doggett on Twitter. Uh, I will be reaching out to you uh, to get your tickets. Uh, again, thanks everyone that participated in the giveaway. Um, so Elite Doggett, you have four free tickets to G-Day coming your way. Uh, so enjoy G-Day. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, if you're if you're going, go go get Kobe. Kobe, are you going? I'll probably go. I have tickets. I hadn't decided if I was going to go or go play golf yet, but uh, I'll probably. I'll probably we need go. so I, I, one of us will have to to uh, write on the back of the milk carton, see if he'll get it. Uh, but we might have to see if Elite Doggett can find Juan Daniels and get a picture. Might have to find some way to get it. Maybe a message in a bottle, send it to Alcatraz or something. I don't know where the hell he's going. I'll have to text Juan and see what time he's going to be there, see if we can't get a picture. Uh, see, my thought is this. like, it, it, I feel like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Juan Daniels? I feel like he's, a, he's in a Where's Waldo booklet somewhere. I don't know. We really don't know. The world may never know. I just hope he makes a show sometime between now and May. <laughs> I mean, now and now – the football season would be nice. I mean, J-O-double-G has been fiending to to get back at the Utah, the slander. Uh, where's Wanda? Where's as Wanda? DJ, as Pat would say, <laughs> where's Wanda? I mean, dude, you know what we need to do? Let's make this a, let's make this a trend. Let's go on Twitter and just con- like tag him, like tag him, and then just hashtag where's Wanda underneath. Show him that you miss him on the show. Maybe he'll get the memo from wherever he may be. Um, other than that, though, listen, uh, uh, congratulations, Elite Doggett, on Twitter. Uh, we'll reach out to get you those tickets. <clears throat> Excuse me. With that being said, guys, any final words on any of the topics that we discussed? We any, want to come back and touch on anything? Seems like we just finished up football season, and now here, it, here comes your little sprinkle, little taste of football again before the long dog days of summer take it away from you. So if you're going on Saturday, enjoy it. If you're going to watch it on TV, enjoy it. Um, you know, it's a new breed of bulldog 
graces the field. So it, it road to the three peat starts on Saturday. KTG, any final any final thoughts? I'm just ready for Saturday, man. Whether I'm there or whether I'm drinking beer and eating ribs, either way, I'll be uh, enjoying football. I'm just glad to see it on TV. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, where can people find you, man? So if, if you're not familiar with KTG, he streams uh, MLB, uh, NCAA, video stream games. Where can people find you, man, if they want to come hang out and chill? First of all, you can find me at facebook.gg backslash KTG13TV. And we're also going to try, me and Rob talked about this yesterday, we're going to try kick.com. So type in kick.com backslash KTG13TV. And we got a little bit of a deal. So if I hit 10,000 followers on Facebook or 500 followers on kick by July the 4th, the beard goes bye-bye and I got to get the Strider stash. So if y'all want to see me looking like Spencer Strider, go hit that follow button. <laughs> go go check them out, folks. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a send us home as we get ready for Saturday. Um, if you Listen, if you see one Saturday, if you go to the – the uh, the alumni football flag football game, just scream out where's Wanda, and and maybe he'll get attention, and maybe even get him get him to chuckle on the field, might be worth that might be worthy content by the way, uh, so just food for thought there, uh, but I'm gonna end it here, right? So make sure you follow our sponsors, and Apotheos, right? Like we, my final words is this, in the words of Kirby Smart. It's time to fucking go. And it starts Saturday. With that being said, have a great, great weekend. Have a great G-Day. Be safe. Have fun. Remember, UGA tennis match, alumni flag football game, uh, obviously G-Day. New Uga, 350, right before G-Day starts. If you are watching at home, 4 o'clock, ESPN2, and then if you're into it and you have tickets, I don't know if they have tickets available, but SEC Shorts will be in town. So they're doing a show as well. I forgot where. Some theater, I think it is maybe. Uh, they're doing a show after the situation. So there's a lot to do Saturday. Uh, with that being said, go dogs. We will see you all Monday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.